Let's play. So this is where entertaining talk radio went. Yeah, I know on AM radio you can hear 5,000 right-wing stations, but it's pretty much the same rhetoric over and over and over and uh, not meaningful conversation like there used to be in the good old days. Yeah, I'm D. Snyder. And this is Snyder Comments. I mean, I've been doing radio now for over 20 years, starting... Uh, doing metal, late night, heavy metal radio show on Long Island, going to doing um, a House of Hair syndicated radio show, which is on over 18 years now and over 220 stations in North America. Maybe you've heard of it. That's terrestrial. I've done morning talk radio. I've done rock talk in Philadelphia. I was on uh, Sirius XM for three years doing Fangoria radio. So I've done it all. But radio, traditional radio is dying. And it blows my mind that people were offered a free meal and rather than take a free meal, people opted to pay for the meal instead. D, that's a very interesting metaphor you just brought up. What, what, what are you saying, talking about? What I'm saying is terrestrial radio completely screwed the pooch. They had something where the equipment was in the cars, the equipment was in the homes, everybody had the equipment already they had a free product, yet when satellite radio, a dinosaur, by the way, came around, people opted to buy equipment and pay a monthly fee. Oh, and don't tell me because it was commercial free because you know it's fucking not. All right. You know it's not. Commercials all over the place. I was on Sirius XM. No. Terrestrial radio got so bad that people said I'd rather pay to not listen to it. How mind-numbing is that? How mind-numbing is that? Think about it. And, and, and satellite radio, that thing was dead before it started. What are you talking about, D? How would it be dead before it started? Except, no, it's not. They came out with a product which required people to have more hardware, more technology, at a time where clearly... Phones were taking over everything. Clearly, people wanted to simplify. They wanted a device that had their camera, their phone, their GPS, their television, everything in one. The writing was on the wall, yet some rocket scientists spent a billion dollars and started up a satellite radio station, paid Howard Stern a half a billion dollars. Nothing against Howard. He's an old friend. God bless Howard Stern. And satellite radio has been on the air now for 10 years. He goes, oh, it's so successful. Name three young people who listen to satellite radio. Go ahead. Three. And by young, I mean 20s. They don't. What are they listening to? 
Guess what they're listening to? They're listening to Podcast One. That's right. And that's why D. Snyder is now on Podcast One. Every Wednesday, Snyder comments will be on Podcast One. And I'm damn glad to be here because I got something to say. And it's not political in nature, although at times it can be. I'm not afraid of talking about any subject. It's just, it's stuff. It leans towards rock and roll. Yes, it it does. Why? Because I'm from the world of rock. But having done talk radio, uh, for morning radio, for so many years as I did, I've came to embrace discussing other subjects, talking about politics, talking about social issues, talking about, not, and not getting heavy, so to speak, but just talking about things people are talking about. And when radio was radio, it became, oh, that's Sebastian Bach calling in. He can't find the station. <laughs> should I answer the phone? I think I should. Hey, Sebastian, I'm on the air. What's going on? You're not on. You're not on the air, though. It it's not two nine five. It's two. It was. What's the address? It's, it's well, the suite's two nine five. Oh, it's suite two nine five, second floor. Sweat second floor, suite two nine five. You go to the main lobby. Well, me and Rudy Sarza were sitting in the room. Um, if you go down to the lobby, maybe I could send, maybe I could send somebody down there. Hold on. Go to the state in the lobby and I'll see if I could send some second song. Okay. I want to see if I can send somebody out there to find you. Okay. All right. And this is the beauty of real, uh, of, of podcasts and, uh, is that you can just do things like that and not have the boss freaking out. But Sebastian Bach, yes, Sebastian Bach of of, uh, of Skid Row, and of course, just being Sebastian Bach's going to be on the air. And as is Rudy Sarzo, uh, Rudy Sarzo, uh, the bass player of every band in the world. I could sit here and list the bands that he's played with, but it would take too damn long, and we'll do a little more of that when we get there. The reason is because it, it pertains to what I want to talk about today. Um, so, here, so here's the deal. So I'm going to talk about, this show's going to talk about rock. It's going to talk about uh, cultural issues. It's going to talk about whatever it talk wants to talk about because there was a time when radio generated the talk. They called it water, cool, water cooler talk back then. I know I'm, I'm talking like an old guy, but that's what it was. Like when Howard used to be on the air and he was in 75 cities and he had 40 million listeners. Okay. He doesn't have close to that anymore. When he said something significant, everybody heard about it. Everybody heard about it. If you didn't listen to the show, you got a phone call or everybody was talking about it at work on break. That was the power of talk radio in the day. And man, do I miss it. I mean, hell, I remember people used to call me up and said, did you hear what Howard said? He had, I'm trying to think who he had on the, on the show, but some, some big star who told, said that, told, told him, just, you know, and, and a really straight-laced one as well, that she had a vibrator named Max and I didn't hear about it for like three months. Back in the heyday of Howard Stern Radio, that would have just blown up the, war- the universe. But that ain't happening. But guess what? Podcasts are. People are listening. And I asked you to list three people who listen to, who listen to or three young people who listen to satellite radio, who subscribe to satellite radio. You couldn't think of one. Now, what young person isn't listening to podcasts? And that's why 
Podcast One is. That's why Dee Snyder is doing podcasts. That's why Snyder Comments is happening. Now, the subject of the first show, uh, simply, well, I don't know if it's simply, it started, this is, this is ongoing, it started a couple of months ago with a tweet, the power of a tweet. I was in Vegas, I saw a billboard for a show out there called The Rock Vault, and now with Doug Aldridge from Whitesnake, and I've toured with Whitesnake. I didn't know who he was. I was going, Doug Aldridge? Who? What? White Snake? When was he in White Snake? And, you know, uh, as my dear friend Penn Gillette, who was also on Podcast One, says, if only there was a handheld device that could answer our questions. Well, there is. So I'm sitting here waiting to pick up my Italian food, and I go on there, and I find a Doug Aldridge who played with White Snake for 15 years in, like, the 2000s. After the day. Not the making the music that defined the band and that people who are going to these shows to see Whitesnake are going to hear. He was one of those guys they added later, and now he's being promoted as being from Whitesnake. Well, I got pissed off, and I just said, I tweeted something to the effect of exactly what, when was Doug Aldridge and Whitesnake, and what did he do? Well, that blew up, literally internationally, in the rock community. I was kind of stunned. And the fact that I had singled out Doug Aldridge was unfair to Doug. And this is not a, crit- a criticism of guitar playing or dedication. I mean, Doug's an incredible guitar player. And I've apologized on the Eddie Trunk show to Doug and saying it was wrong of me to single Doug out. It's just that it was sort of like, the, you know, it was a straw that broke the camel's back. Because we live in a world where so people, I come from a band that was in the van that struggled and paid our dues. Hell, we were together for 10 years before we broke. And it took us all that time, and we made it. And a lot of these bands have done the exact same thing. There there are guys in the bands who are part of the unit that struggles to succeed, struggles to make it. And somewhere along the way, after the heyday of the band, things break up, people get upset, and and people go their own way, and the band continues on without... The band continues on without some of the members. Those members are replaced, and the new members are screaming and yelling that they're in the band. They're with the band. They are from the band. And that is bullshit, and it makes me nuts. you got to always respect, you got to always appreciate the people who did the work, who stood on those street corners on Sunset Boulevard and sold those tickets for those pay-to-play shows, the actual original members of any band. It needs to be appreciated. It needs to be respected. So I went on the Eddie Trunk show and I spoke out about it at length. I, you know, I talked about it, my feelings and it comes from a fan as a fan respect for the bands that you um, admire and respect for the bands, not disrespect for the people who play with the bands later, not disrespect for people who joined the bands and continued on with the bands. It's not a disrespect thing. It's respect for the original members, the guys who did the job. So the, the conversation expanded and they wanted clarity. Well, what about people who joined the band later and the band continues on? And I said, you know, if you did something to continue the forward move motion of the band, if you did something to bring the band to a uh, to greater place, if you did something to continue the career of the band, whether it's tours, whether it's album sales, whether it's songwriting, you are a member of the band. 
And, you know, and people are going, well, who are you to decide? I'm just a person. I'm just a loudmouth person. I'm just someone who's saying, this is what I think. And I'm allowed to think that. I'm allowed to express myself. And if I have the opportunity of people listening to me, well, so be it. But I am allowed to, to speak my mind. And that conversation led to the most egregious uh, situation. And by the way, you're going to need a small dictionary, either an app, dictionary app, or the old school, do it old school, and look up some of the words I, that I'm saying. Because I use big words. And why do I use big words? Because I used to sit with a dictionary, literally used to carry a dictionary with me. And when people said something I didn't know, I'd look it up. Or I read a word I didn't know, I'd look it up. So I'm not going to define egregious for you. You can figure it out. Okay? But the, but the, the, the biggest sinners are KISS. And I spoke out about that. And people, oh my God, the D, D confront, whatever I did. I, you know, how dare I speak about Kiss? I'm a fan. I'm, I'm a fan. I can speak about Kiss. I can speak about how heinous it is that Tommy Thayer and Eric Singer are wearing Ace and Peter's makeup. That's a sin. That's an insult. And I'll say it and I'll scream it over and over. And people have uh, written to me. People have tweeted me. People have, you know, said, and they're upset. I mean, you know, a lot of people applauded my frankness and my honesty because they feel the same way. But some people said, hey, that's effed up. That's effed up. Well, you know, matter of fact, look, I'm going to just here. I call them twisted tweets. All right. Okay. Uh, this, this one said, um, uh, this is said Matthew Shoup. D. Snyder, who sold more albums? You or Kiss. What does that have to do with anything? Not albums? So the fact that you haven't sold one record means you can't have an opinion? You clearly have an opinion, Matthew Shoup. All right? So if you're going to say something, you know, have it mean something. Here's one that's attempted to say something. D, you're funny. This is Mike Simmons. D, you're funny. Stop living in the past. Tommy is as good as Ace ever was, and he still has a liver. Chew me. You know what? I could play Stairway to Heaven on guitar when I was 15, it doesn't mean I'm friggin' Jimmy Page. All right? That's, that, that's apples and oranges. Uh, Tommy is as good as Ace. That's not the point. Tommy's dressing up as Ace, playing Ace as songs, singing Ace's songs, and playing his guitar solos and imitating Ace freely. At least some of the rebuttals, if you will, were, uh, you know, point counterpoint, you know, fair enough. Um, you know, uh, Tico Tapia said, uh, how ironic Dee's not even the original singer in Twisted Sister. That is technically true. As I said, the band was together 10 years, three, I joined, they formed in 73. I joined in 76. But when I got in the band, I wrote every single song was with the band for eight years and created the music that became successful and people know, I think that gives me place to say that I'm in Twisted Sister. Okay, Tico. All right. And uh, here's one. Again, Mike Stoops. Mike Stoops says, um, what about this? No less than 13 men have portrayed James Bond. That's fairly clever. But how about this? None of them put on Sean Connery's face and a fake Welsh accent. Each of them used their own voice. Each of them used their own face. They played the same character. So if Tommy Thayer wants to get on the stage and not have Ace's face and not imitate his, his playing and his body movements, 
I have no problem with that. Don't just pretend you're ace freely. And then this one here from JC. Glad D is so out outspoken and totally wrong. Good luck telling Sammy he can't say he's from Van Halen if he chose to. No, dude. He Sammy Agar, who, by the way, in Montrose inspired Van Halen, but let's, let's, I don't want to digress. He joined the band and made music and sold millions of records, took the band to the next level. The person who can't say he's in Van Halen and wouldn't because he's too humble is Gary Sharon. He was in Van Halen and they didn't do nothing. So look, now you get the idea. Now, people, and the reason I'm talking about this still because people come up to me on the street saying, hey, what about this? It's a conversation that people are talking about. What defines a band mem member or does not define a band member? Well, I got two guys that I'm going to bring in after the break. Sebastian Bach, formerly of Skid Row, and Rudy Sarzo from Quiet Riot. He's played with White Snake. He's played with Ozzy. He's played with everybody in the known world. And I think I'm going to get some uh, expert opinions on this subject. So I'm um, taking a quick break, and I'll be back with more Snyder comments on Podcast One. I got to tell you about Casper Mattresses. All right, Casper's an online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the normal price. You know, I know from personal experience, the mattress industry has forced customers into paying notoriously high markups. And Casper is revolutionizing the mattress industry by cutting the cost of dealing with resellers and showrooms and passing that savings directly onto us. Now, the quality of a Casper mattress is amazing. It provides resilience and long-lasting supportive comfort. Casper's mattress is one of a kind. It's a new hybrid mattress that combines premium latex foam with memory foam. Very cool. Now, the cost of these things, well, mattresses can cost well over $1,500 each. I know that. You know that. But Casper mattresses cost between $500 for a twin-size mattress, 6 for a twin XL, $750 for a full-size, $850 for a queen, $950 for a king-size mattress. All of them less than 1000 bucks. Casper understands that buying a mattress online can have consumers wondering how this could be possible. Well, buying a Casper mattress is completely risk-free. Casper offers free delivery and returns within 100 days. It's that simple. You can sleep on it for 100 days. Statistically, lying on a bed for four minutes in a showroom has no correlation as to whether it's the right bed for you or not. That's why Casper has turned the buying process into a risk-free experience. Casper understands the importance of truly trying on a mattress that in all reality you spend a third of your life on. That's right, a third of your life. So... These mattresses are obsessively engineered at a shockingly fair price. And they have just the right sinking, just the right bounce. You know what I mean? When you go on, it just feels like you hit it right. It's because the two technologies, I told you, latex foam and memory foam, they come together for better nights and brighter days. And it's a risk-free trial and return policy. Try sleeping on a Casper for 100 days with free delivery and painless returns. And the mattresses, by the way, are made in America. And that means a lot to me. So for 500 bucks for a twin-size mattress, up to $9.50 for a king-size mattress, where can you get a deal like that? Compare that to the industry averages. That's an outstanding price point. And by the way, I've slept on a Casper myself. It's incredible. So here's how you check it out. Go to www.casper.com backslash D. Why backslash D? Well, if you do that, you get 50 bucks toward any mattress purchase. Okay? That's www.casper.com backslash D. Casper Mattresses, the right mattress for the right price. Welcome back to Snyder Comments on Podcast One. I am D. Snyder. Yes, my last name is an adjective, not a proper noun. <laughs> I keep explaining that to people. It's not a proper noun. It's Snyder, Snyder, Snydest. 
I am snider than you are. And that's why I have a show. And that's why I'm an asshole. Okay, so in the room with me right now are two, you know, this word is bandied about, but it is appropriate. Rudy Sarzo, a legend. Quiet Riot, just the bands. Ozzy. Ozzy. White, White Snake. White Snake. Dio. Dio. Gunzo. Uh, uh, well, Gunzo now, we're going to get into what these guys are doing uh, now as well. I mean, he's played with Blue Oyster Cult. He's played with Jeff Tate recently. Bob Marlet. I mean, I, I, before I introduced somebody, I said, this is Rudy Sarzo, bass player of every band in the world. And I felt Including that coming. You. Except mine. Including you. Yes, he Except played. mine. Dino's Broadway. Except mine. I'm saving the best you, for last. You are missing out. <laughs> I'm saving the best for last. My two favorite bass good players. Good answer, dude. To play that was with a fucking good one. Mark Mendoza and, and Rudy Sarzo. I love Mark. Uh, and you know, Not Marco Mendoza. Mark the Animal Mendoza. The animal. Yes. Uh, I mean, different players, yes. but, uh, but both just great to be on stage with. And if you didn't recognize the voice already, the legendary Sebastian Bach. Yay. Formerly of Skid Row, mm-hmm. solo artist Sebastian Bach, reality show star Sebastian Bach. Mm-hmm. Author. Author Sebastian Harper Bach. Harper Collins. Congratulations on that. Coming. You oh, were when, a very, when? very big inspiration, D. Your book was a very big inspiration. Not a big seller, but a big inspiration. That's why I'm here. Well, it was written so great, and uh, I just loved reading it. And I, I, I'm writing my book my, on my own, which is Good. don't get scared. No. <laughs> well, you know what? I mean, the thing about book writing, and, and this is not the, the subject at hand, but certainly is, is you can't assume that because you sing, you can write a book. That's right. like assuming a writer can sing right. or a football player can uh, do a brain surgery. They're two right. different things. Or yes. a bass player. Or a bass player. You wrote yours on your own, too. And I, read, I love your book. I love, I love you. Thank you. Off it's the a, rails. Yeah, the following one's going to be coloring book. Highly recommend. <laughs> I love your book, no, Rudy. I'll tell you. But it came out like 10 years ago, right? Yes, it did. His yes. is more recent. Still available. Yes. Though, right? Yeah. yeah. But I, I took inspiration yeah. from your book yes. with my book. Yep. And that was the way you started your book mm. so powerfully at, right. at this moment when I, I'm not giving anything away here because it's no surprise that, that, uh, that, uh, uh, that you know, his, uh, Rudy's story is no surprise here. But he's in his bunk and Randy comes to him and says, Rudes. Wakes him up and says, "You want to? We're going to go on a plane." Okay. I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, and that's the last, last time I saw my friend. And and then the whole book, it's like it's counting down. Yeah. Okay. And this, mm-hmm. and I took that idea with my book and started at this low point in my life, and, we, and then how did I get here? And then backed up the clock, so now everybody knows this is going to end really badly for D. I didn't die, of course, uh, <laughs> but it's going to end really badly. How the hell did this happen? So, but I, I got that inspiration from your book. Great yeah. book. Great Off book. Off the rails, Rudy Sarzo. And when's yeah. your book coming out? Uh, we're going to release the release date any day now. Releasing um, the release I'm, date. I know. <laughs> we're going to announce the announcement. Okay. Um, it, like either late this year or January next year is when it's coming out. All right. All right. Yeah. So we have that to look forward to, and yeah. I will definitely be reading that. It's going to be good. Um, so, guys, I mean, you may or may not have heard uh, something that has been being talked about that I talked about a couple of, a couple of months ago, mm-hmm. and I can't believe people are still talking about it, and that is I tweeted in anger what white snake did Doug Aldrich play in, <laughs> and, and what did he do with that band that mattered? Yeah. And the and I'm not. By the way, the rules here: you don't have to agree with me. Okay. You guys are friends with everybody. I have you two are my only friends left uh-huh. because I can't keep my <laughs> mouth shut, and I may I may ruin that today as well. Uh, but and, and I I saw a billboard in Vegas that said Doug Aldrich from White Snake, and I didn't know who it was. A billboard. And, yes. <laughs> Now, with 
Doug Aldridge. It was Rock Rock Vault or oh, something. Okay. I and I and I said I toured with White Snake. I don't. Who is this guy? And I, I went and I said and as 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 Pendulette says, if only there was a handheld device that could give you the answers to all your questions. And I'm waiting for my pizza and I look it up and and it says White Snake 2001 to. <laughs> <laughs> what white snake is that? Oh. And so I, I was, and I tweeted, and and I've apologized since to Doug Aldridge because mm-hmm. I singled him out. But it was it was a straw that broke the camel's back for me. It's just that <laughs> there are people out there who are the guys who got made the band what it was. Really? They're the ones. What I don't who know what you mean. Suffered, <laughs> literally suffered. Okay, for their craft, uh-huh. and they somehow get replaced along the way. And the new people, and I'm sorry, again, I'm not going to ask you to bash anybody I'm bashing, but Rose and Roses is not Guns and Roses, okay? It's not Guns and Roses. I don't care that Bumblefoot has a clever name. What's it? It's, it's, it's Slash, it's Buckethead, Bumblefoot, it's got to be somebody. And Bumblefoot, this is not a criticism on their playing ability. I know, or the kind of people they are. Bumblefoot's a great guitar player and a nice guy. He's from Long Island. Wonderful. But he's not... Guns and Roses. He wasn't one of those guys. Okay? And it bugs the shit out of me when people walk around, go, yep, I'm in the band. No, you're not. <laughs> if you're paid a salary, and if, you, and if you're on the, and if you're paid a salary, and when, if one of the members of the band says jump, and you say how high, you're not a band member. Band members have a share, and they argue. Yes. That's the problem with band members. They won't shut up. Well, also, they have a share, too. They have a share of the action, okay? Yes. So Some people don't like sharing. I'm not. So you two not guys. Not sharing is not caring. And, and by the way, uh, uh, yes, these two guys, these you two guys, Sebastian Bach and Rudy Sarzo, you exemplify two very, uh, very, very specific cases. One is being in a band that makes its bones with you as the lead singer, Skid Row, mm-hmm. and then being replaced by a sound-alike. Johnny Solinger's not a sound-alike. Well, attempting to okay. sound like. Oh, okay. I mean, someone who's trying that's, that's to sound. Okay, <laughs> someone who's trying to, to, oh, okay. to sing in your style. Yes, yes. Okay, and, and, uh, and I'm, I'm friends with Snake. I'm friends with those guys, but they got mad at me because I was on stage at a show with them and I said something about the Sebastian Bach impersonator on lead vocals. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and they were mad at me for years. And I'm like, dude, I'm sorry. I'm, I, I, you're friends, but that's bullshit. Well, you know, uh, I don't know where to begin. Uh, All that- right, let me, let me just tell why Rudy's here, and then I'm going to have you both again. Okay. And Rudy has done the, the gauntlet. He's a founding member in the, in the station wagon with Quiet Riot through it all. With Ozzy from, not day one on the first records, but for a while. But then he's also joined other bands and played with Dio. And he played with other, other bands where he didn't, wasn't there during the heyday of the band. So I figure you both might have something to, to add to this conversation. Mm-hmm. So Sebastian Bach. Yeah. I mean, how, what, I, how do you feel when you see these bands out there? Does it bother you at all? Since you've well, been- I mean, I, I, it's different seeing other bands and then talking about my band. That's different. You know what I mean? Like, I don't really care about other bands, but I care about my band. Okay. Well, okay, we'll talk <laughs> I, about uh, But Because it's my life. But the two things I would say to you off the top of my head is the biggest lie that those guys always tell us. We wrote all the songs on all the records. It's If you listen to my albums and the Skid Row albums, and then you listen to the Skid Row albums without me, 
and then listen to my solo albums. That'll give you all that uh, you need to know about who wrote what. When they say, we wrote the song 18 in Life, you sang it. Okay, let's examine that statement. You can go listen to the original version of that song online, and then you can listen to me doing it. And there's something called a melody line, okay, where it goes, Live nine to five and he worked his fingers to the bone. Every time my voice goes into the register where you turn it up and go, Holy shit! Did you fucking hear that? <laughs> Those are the notes that I wrote. Okay? Nobody does that in the version before that I didn't fucking... Can can I sing this note in this part? Yeah, do that. Yeah, do that. All right. Well, okay, so I'm 19 years old, taking these fucking songs and turning them into Judas Priest songs. Like, as far as... You're making Here's them your the own. Piano. I'm taking these. You're notes. contributing. I'm rewriting the melody lines, never thinking anybody's going to like it. Never, never thinking anybody's going to buy it. I'm thinking I'm going to be the next Malice, you know, not the next Bon Jovi. I, I, the last thing anybody ever thinks is that somebody's going to like this shit. You know, that was like the last case scenario. Well, let me. So ask you I'm not in court saying I wrote this note. I fucking. I'm not in. I'm not bringing people to litigation. When I'm 19, all right, you know? Well, your question. So we if they, wrote all the songs. It's such a fucking pile of shit. If a shit. new guy comes in the band, <laughs> if they get a replacement for yeah. you who's imitating your vocal style right. and he imitates your writing style, right. he's doing a, a hell of a song. I'm not saying Johnny Solinger did, but if he's doing a hell of a Sebastian Bach impersonation, do you, you feel that he has the right to represent himself as the singer of Skid Row? No, I think they should change the name of the band and leave... Like Van Halen, you know, okay, had Sammy. Well, they had Gary. <laughs> I was saying, okay. I forgot about that. Uh, all right. But anyways, no, I would say. No, let's see. That was. I would say save the name of the band. Not, I'm not saying that for me. I'm saying that for all of rock and roll. Like if you've got the five guys in the original band that are still alive, you should respect that because that is such a rare thing. Like, right, like well, you I'll, guys I'll, just lost AJ, yeah, AJ Pirro. and now that doesn't exist anymore. Well, and I walk, I'll talk around, to that in a I walk around going, I ain't getting any fucking younger. I go, this is still possible. So it's like, even to have that opportunity and deny it or just say, fuck it. Like, that's like bad for all of rock. That's not just bad for me. It's well, bad I tell for, you, I, as far as the Skid Row reunion, yeah. you know I'd love to see that. Rudy, you... You were in Quiet Riot, founding member of the band, made that band what it was. You were there from day one. God, you guys were around when Twisted Sister was around. You were the, I always say, you guys were that West Coast version of Twisted starting in the 70s and just toughing it out when nobody was interested in what we were doing at all. Mm -hmm. And then you move on, and through your career, you've, put, you've joined bands where you've been the paid side man in some great bands. I mean, you're a legend. Where do you feel the line is drawn between who's a band member and who is just a side man? You know, that is such a complex question. It's a great question because, you know, I've, I've given a lot, of, a lot of thought during the years because, you know, I have to learn how to deal with that. I had to learn how to deal with walking into playing with Ozzy, with Randy, when there were records already done, you know. And the thing that I really wanted to do was to respect what the people before me, the bass player before me, had uh, contributed to the album. So I'm not taking you know, credit, I didn't do this. All I'm doing is, you know, respecting, you know, and may, doing an interpretation of what 
Bob Daisley had recorded. You know, right. two things happened. The fact that you're, you're doing that, you're assimilating the material the way, the way he, he recorded, but then again, I'm playing with a different drummer. I can't play exactly how it was played on the record because in order for me to sink in with Tommy Aldridge, I, gotta, I, I have to adapt to Tommy's playing. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, absolutely. You know, and at the end of the day, I'm glad that it was me who got the gig because it would have been somebody else. Right. You know, yeah. so what I'm going to do is I'm going to respect it. And I'm going to do the best job that I can, which is the reason why I was there for. And but I say that a band that if someone joins a band and continues the forward movement of the band. So he's not the original guy, but now he's joined the band. Sammy Hagar. Mm hmm. Uh, different singer than than David, but they they continue to create new music, sell new records. Yeah. The band continues to grow and change. Gary Sharon can't make that claim, but uh, and he doesn't try to. But okay, when you joined Ozzy, you now integrated yourself, respecting the old guy, and then started to make it your own, and you became to sort of define the Ozzy Osbourne as as a band now. Yeah, and another interesting angle to it is originally was the Blizzard of Oz, which was a band, and then it became Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. You know, which, people think it was supposed to be an album title. It was a band name. Yeah, but yeah, yeah it, it was, so it was really a band name that became Ozzy Osbourne. So here I am saying, okay, you know, I'm playing with Ozzy Osbourne. I'm not playing in the Blizzard of Oz, you know. And uh, so when I moved, I moved on, and I started playing it again with Choir Riot, you know. As a matter of fact, I went in to record Metal Health while I was still a member of Ozzy. Uh, Kevin DeBro called me up and said, hey, listen, you know, do you want to do a song called Thunderbird that he wrote when Randy left the band? So uh, when, when Randy left uh, uh, L.A. to join Ozzy, uh, Choir Riot ceased to exist. And Kevin put together a band that was called DuBro. And I was uh, I was a part of it in and out. You know, it was like a revolving door of musicians. You right. know, so during my time with Dubro, not only did you know we played Thunderbird, we also did Loves a Bitch and Let's Get Crazy and a bunch of other songs that wound up on the Metal Health record. You know, and so when I got the call, I went in and recorded that song. And then the, the Kevin and the producer said, "Hey, do you remember these other songs?" So by the time I left, you know, the session I had done like half the record already. You know. It, but it felt like a band. It wasn't like Kevin's band. But you were already, you had already were in Quiet Riot for years. So, Before I mean, that, yeah. yeah so it, this yeah. is something evolving. Yeah. But when you went from, but this, you've been in the weirdest situation because you've joined bands and replaced the guys who were on the record. Yeah. So on tour or in the video, like in Whitesnake, yeah. when you joined Whitesnake, and then move into the studio to record the next records with the Slip band. of the tongue, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but then again, you know, Tommy, Adrian Vandenberg, and, and Vivian Campbell, we went through the same thing. We were playing air guitar, you know, to the actual track that was recorded by somebody else. Yeah. Except for Here I Go Again, which did actually... You know, did you know that at the time? I just want to know, yeah. who played on Kittens Got Claws? Well, that was us. Oh, that's yeah, good. Yeah, that was us. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm Dean Snyder, like Sebastian Bach, and Rudy Sarzo yeah. in the studio with me. Snyder comments of Podcast One. You were saying about White Snake. Sorry, Rudy. Yeah, and, and then actually Adrian Vandenberg played the solo. That's the only, his only contribution to the 87 record. He played the, uh, the solo on Here I Go Again. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Who played that? that? Adrian? Adrian, oh, yeah. yeah that was yeah. Adrian's guitar solo. Yeah, yeah. But then you move forward, and now you're contributing to the band with Slip of the Tongue you're playing with. Yeah. So, you know, you use the word. That I think is a key word. You said I was playing with with Ozzy. Yeah. When I talk to people mm -hmm. who aren't full of shit, yeah. 
like um, Joel Hoekstra, who's played with Night Ranger, and he's with White Snake. He was in Rock of Ages, and and Al Petrelli, oh, yeah. who played with Megadeth. They use the word "with." Mm-hmm. I say, "What are you doing now?" They go, "Oh, I'm playing with Asia." Mm-hmm. They don't say I'm in Asia. Right, 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 right. They don't they they don't never think in those terms because they realize they're joining a legacy. They're joining bands that have a legacy mm-hmm. and they feel honored to be there, but they never try to take credit for the for making the band what it is. I mean, the elephant in the room here is like when you and me walk down the street, D Snyder, Sebastian Bach, we are the human beings that other human beings hang out the car window and go, you've gone wild, motherfucker! (laughs) We're not going to take it! There's no other people. I didn't tell you to. There's no other other guy, not one guy in Skid Row walks down the street and can't walk down the fucking street. I can't walk down the street without people going, fuck! What the fuck? There's no guy in the band well, that will ever have that. Well, they, I, they never will. You're right. The public decides. It's like the show American Idol. We're going to pick an American Idol. No, you're not. America is going to pick the okay. fucking idol. All right. America is the people that decide who the band is. It's like, you know what I'm saying? I understand. I mean, we define the bands. People know the faces. Well, that's <laughs> and, and the thing is, that gets kind of weird in Rudy's case, is that because he was in those videos... People assume he played on some of those tracks he didn't. I did, and and <laughs> because he's the face of the band, so that's a weird thing. But but uh, but I, I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. So how come then how then where okay Kiss? Well, okay, Eight. Kiss. I'll say this right. to you. I'll if say someone this to you, is putting got, on you got your face <laughs> and moving like Sebastian Bach, he has a Sebastian Bach mask on, and he's singing like Sebastian Bach. He's doing everything like Sebastian Bach. Is that is that is that acceptable? Well, I I understand a hundred percent as a fan where you're coming from. I know you are a fan, and I'm not asking I you to beat them up because I'm but, a fan. Too. I was a fan too. But hang, you know these guys personally. Like, do you know Ace? Have you have you worked with Ace? I once. I, yes, I have. <laughs> have you? I've been around Ace. So you're gonna you're gonna give me a one word question, and I'm gonna give you a one word answer. Okay. Kiss, Ace. <laughs> <laughs> What, I don't have you? Have you? I mean, I don't, you know. Well, have you? Have you? But tried what, to work with him? Like, let's do. Like, no, no, you have. You've yeah. really worked with him. Okay. Yes, I know you have. Yeah. And I've worked. I've, that's wor- I've worked with Tommy but too. But what about putting on the makeup, I, I, moving like him, singing like him, playing like him? I totally get it. But but some things are not possible. Like if you say we're going on tour for seven months, some guys physically. Can't fucking like. Okay. They'll say, "Yeah, I can do it," but they can't. Yes, do you know what Bruce I'm saying? But Bruce Kulick like, didn't do that. But Tommy okay. is a pro, is what I'm saying. I've worked with Tommy. Yeah, he's, he's a, a professional, professional uh, t- tribute band. Uh, Kiss tribute I, band I player. I understand the. F- I understand the fan. I totally get that. I get it. I lo- nobody loves Kiss more than me. I love Kiss. I know you have a. But working machine. working with Tommy and working with Ace are two different experiences. All right, what do you think about that? <laughs> I mean, I, I see you guys don't, obviously. Like, uh, seriously. See, I, you know, I've, been, I've been going at it. I know that, I, well, yeah, but look at, you know, when they put, who was the one they put the onk on his face? I, I, that's a different story. The guy that kills dogs and shit. Yeah. But <laughs> it is something to be said about copying and imitating. I totally get you it. You know, look, look at with singers. 
one of the, the the scourge of sing of usually when a lead singer leaves a band, a band's fucked <laughs> traditionally. Except if you're Richie Blackmore, right. he has replaced more lead singers, and he never tried to replace Rod, find a Rod Evans impersonator or an Ian Gillen impersonator right. or Joel. He always or Dio impersonator. He found a vocalist that was his own character, yes. his own personality, and they went and had hit records That's the only with time Rainbow and with Deep Purple, yeah. as it, like Brian Johnson coming into ACDC. A complete like different sound. I have no problem with that. Yeah. You know, and, and so you, you don't have to copy a person's right. very essence. Right. And to me, it's just so egregious what Kiss, and you're not going to agree with me because you're, you're friends with Gene, and he says, Sebastian, what are you doing? <laughs> I heard you on that D. Snyder show. <laughs> what he talks lower than that Sebastian <laughs> This is a two-dimensional entertainment symposium We have two levels You're going to watch my interview And then you're going to send money And I'm going to count it in the interview Oh, the, the kiss thing is a cult thing, by the way no, they, they're, like, they're like these, 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 these like preachers Send me money for my new plane and Rolls Royce And the fans are and the people are going, here, he needs a new plane and Rolls Royce I mean, They, they well, just shake it in people's faces And the fans go, yes, Gene Talk, yes, talk about shaking in your face I was with Gene once He goes, Sebastian, I'm going to show you how to turn a $1 bill into $1,000 I go, how are you going to do that? He takes the $1 bill and he fucking signs it <laughs> look, look at this. This is a, this no, is a, that's a thousand. This is a tweet I got in response to me talking about Kiss on Eddie uh-huh. Trunk show from Chris D. If you can't respect how Paul and Gene run Kiss, then you are no fan of Kiss. <laughs> well, stop pretending hey, you are. I didn't, hey. I didn't drink the Kool Aid. I'm sorry. <laughs> Those albums uh, will never. You can never. Uh, you know, people talk about, like, I was on this label, Frontiers, right? And they go, record, a, we want you to record a classic-sounding record. I go, it's 2015. What do you want me to do? Go to the old music store and buy an old board with old tape and old chords? Like, that shit doesn't exist. You, you, can't, you can't It's a different time. It's, it's a different time. There's no studios that have that gear. Like, right. Rudy, you know what I'm saying? It's like... <laughs> Rudy, I gotta ask you. I and, and you and again, I'm not gonna pin you. To, I'm not gonna say you got to trash because you're friends with everybody, and that's why you're in every band because you're the nicest guy in the world. Except mine, Rudy Sarzo. <laughs> uh, but I mean, are, are you think it's acceptable for a person to a, a guy to join a band and take an entire persona on of the person he's replacing? Well, that's different. You because, didn't because it's it's Kiss. You know, and Kiss is all about. I mean, I've, as a matter of fact, when I was in White Snake, we we did a show with Kiss. And well, I, I, there was some fights on that one. Yeah, yeah, in Toronto. Yeah, in Toronto, in Toronto, and it was pre yeah. putting on the makeup again, and it wasn't really. I mean, I, I, you know, it was the guys from Kiss playing on stage, and then I seen Kiss with the makeup on, and that's really Kiss. Yeah, it's the, it's the event, but yeah. to when you you said yourself when you joined Ozzy's band and you were replacing other people in White Snake, you tried to respect. The work of the people, yeah. but you didn't try to be them. Well, no, I, absolutely I, I, not. You weren't a no, shapeshifter. No, 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 I think no. that with the Kiss thing, it yeah. would have been interesting and cool if they would have come up with new uh, characters. I, I know every time, yeah, that would have been cool. 
Like, that was when they did the Ankh face and the well, fox. Well, that, that didn't work. I didn't like Ankh face, <laughs> but the fox, Eric Carr. I mean, it, how about it? Like a how about like a, a fucking thing? I mean, you know, like a duck. A duck. <laughs> a duck. It worked. Well like, quack, quack, right, quack. You know, now, Gene is going to say, "Dee's just bitter because I, I I snubbed him." You know what? This is my famous. This is my Gene story. I have Gene on my radio show doing morning radio in uh, Hartford. Gene's on the show, and at the end of the show, he goes, "You know, Dee, uh, why don't you give me a call?" Some Time. I'm like, wow, that's very cool. I always thought me and Gene get along. No drugs, no booze, smart guy, you know, New York area. We both love Slade. We're both from that yeah. same, you know, glitter rock background. Awesome. So six months later, I say, you know what? I never did call Gene. Dun, 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 dun. Hello. I said, Gene, D. Snyder, how'd you get this number? <laughs> the first fucking thing he said to me. I said, I, you, you gave it, to, should I hang up? He goes, no, it's just so strange I would give you this number. <laughs> oh, my God. Needless to say, it was a short conversation, and I haven't spoken to him since. But uh, that's a true story. That's true story. I'm with, uh, okay, I'm, so I'm with, how are we doing time-wise? We're cool? We're cool. So look, tell me what's going on now. Rudy, let's start with you. Because you've been playing with every band in the world. With Jeff Tate, during that weird... Queen, who is Queensryche? Who's not? Yeah, exactly. You know that's why you know I put a band together, Fresh, with yeah. Tracy Guns. Did Bobby Blotzer actually play drums in there for a short time? No, he. I thought uh, he was in Queensryche. He attended a photo session. Okay, because yeah. Yeah, I couldn't imagine filling in for uh, for the drummer in Queensryche. Uh, yeah, they, I don't think he could imagine himself doing that. Not, be, not because he was talking about adapting. You know things that were on the record to his own style, and by adapting, right. he means stripping it bare and just putting a straight four beat. Uh, uh, stri- okay, yeah. four four well, beat in there. <laughs> so, so what, how was that? What happened with that? I know, I know that Jeff lost the, the suit. Yeah, so he's out it, there. Jeff it, now it's being rebranded as Operation Mind Crime, and I'm not a part of that. You know, we we parted ways. Amicably, you know. Of course, and, you uh, always part amicably. You, know, you may well, go you back. Know, that's, uh, not always. What, well, not always. You're right. Not always. <laughs> uh, who have you not part? Who have you not had? Well, it, uh, I don't think you name names. The first Metal Health version of Quiet Riot, you know, I moved on. And actually, it was very amicable because they, they wanted me out as much as I wanted to get out of there, too. <laughs> so I just took, you know, there was no lawsuit. I took, I took what I brought in with me, my equipment, and walked away. Right on. That was it. Very simple. Yeah, yeah, well, that was, a, that was a, a good move. Although I did see you guys reunited. Yes, we did. 2001, uh, was it? 97, we got back together until, until 2000, uh, 2003. It was yeah. great. It was, it was, you yeah, guys, yeah. I mean, they, they were, boy, it was, you guys were shirtless, rocking. It was just like, it was, it was Yeah, we couldn't do laundry every day, you know. So no, we, no, that <laughs> was, no, but you looked like you should, you could have your shirts off. I mean, and the, I mean, just that's the way rock was. You guys, it was, it was a, a nice period, but then you went on your way because it got weird again. Yeah. And but, you got that, and you have the, 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 I haven't seen it yet. Actually, the band broke up. Yeah. Really, it just fell apart. It imploded, you know, and then. Kevin and Frankie got back together again and, and moved on, you know. What's your thoughts about the documentary that's... Uh, I, I, I was a part of it, and so were you. I know, yeah, apparently. I haven't yeah. seen it yet, but apparently yeah. I'm a... I'm, have you seen this, the documentary? I saw it on Showtime. Uh, apparently yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm in there a bit. A mm-hmm. comment that I made winds up being sort of a plot point. There's no way they're going to replace... <laughs> there's no way they'll ever replace Kevin, is yeah. basically what I said. Yeah, and... I mean, to, you know, I, I don't think Frankie was trying to replace him. We were just trying to find somebody to continue with dignity. 
yeah. you know, because I've, I've I've been in that, you know, with, with when when Randy died, you know, and 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 Sharon's, you know, she figured, listen, if I if I, you know, if I pull the tour, Ozzy's going to go home, he's going to start drinking, doing drugs, he's going to die. So let's let's keep him moving, you know. And within 10 days, we were back on the road. And we were, you know, we had 10 days to find a new guitar player. Oh, I know. Brad Gillis. You know. Uh, no. Well, Mel he, Torme. Benny. Bernie Torme. <laughs> Bernie Torme. Yeah. Bernie Torme yeah. came in in 10 days. Who the fuck stage. is Mel Torme? Mel's his father. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but he was on stage at the Philadelphia Spectrum. Yeah. He said it was, yeah. I mean, that's a, being shot out of a cannon. Yeah, and he never played hammer-ons before he got, yeah. to that, got to that show. But that's a perfect example. Wait a minute. Yeah. Randy dies. Yeah. Carlos replaces him in Quiet Riot. Well, it was a different Quiet Riot. Quite different. But at the same yeah. time, Carlos brings original material, yeah. his style, yeah. and, and the band continues on. Carlos yeah. is a member of Quiet Riot, as yeah. was Randy Rhodes. They both were members of Quiet Riot, very, legitimately. Very different. You know, I like... You know, it didn't it didn't officially become Quiet Riot until you know I I left Ozzy, rejoined the band, we signed the record deal. You know, we all signed to the record deal. Right. You know, and uh, then it became officially Quiet Riot again. You know, right. as a matter of fact, Kevin had asked Randy and me for his, for our blessings to rename it Quiet Riot because before that the producer wanted to call it Wild Oscar. That's what that's what Sebastian calls his penis. He's got wild Oscar. Wild Oscar. Wild Oscar. You know, you know all these crazy names. You know, wild Oscar. That's what I'm calling my penis from now on. That's the name of your band. I have just named my penis. That's like the name. That's like the name of your old band. This. How about this sucks. I, was, I wasn't a band called this. Yes, look, this. we gotta take a break. We gotta take a this break. Sucks. We come back. Rudy and Sebastian will still be here. We're gonna find out what's going on with them. We're gonna hear some of Sebastian's new music. As a matter of fact, this is not a music show. Not a music show. Let's clarify no, that no, right it's now. Snyder comments, and if there's music, I can only comment music on the music. Music just gets in the way. It gets about in the music. way. Like, why, the why would we do that? It gets in the way of me performing on stage too. Uh, all right, I'm taking a break. Be back with more Snyder comments in a minute on Podcast One.
Welcome back to Snyder Comments. I'm Dee Snyder here with Rudy Sorzo and Sebastian Bach. And that's off Sebastian's new album. Yeah. What's it called? That's called Hell Inside My Head off Give Them Hell. And is it available now? <laughs> yes. That's many- Duff McKagan on bass, John Five on guitar, Bobby Jarzombek on drums, and um, this guy from We Are Harlot, oh, Jeff George. Great. I wrote that Danny Warsaw's band. I wrote that song with him. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, they're a great band, We Are Harlot. Yes. Danny Warsaw from Asking Alexandria. Yeah. I remember we, we were playing uh, on tour somewhere, and I hear this band, we're at a festival, you know, as we, all we do is festivals. Yeah. And I hear this great band playing. I go, who is that? And they said, We Are Harlot. And I said, wow. Yeah. Yeah, so they I wrote that song with that dude. Very cool. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. so... Uh, what is going on? What's the plans? The records in the store. I know you got a book coming out. You know, it's all it's all about the live show these days. My whole career now. Okay, okay, I've released a lot of so. I signed a record deal with this label, Frontiers, like in two thousand two or something. I would give them a record, and then the next day there'd be an email like, "Oh, you owe us a new record." I just gave you a fucking record. What the fuck? <laughs> Like, how many records do you want? They'll release anything. The bass player of Tricksters, fucking keyboard experiments, fucking... Any guy in any band, here's a record deal. And I'm like, okay, enough, slow down. So, <laughs> Are they you're, still, like, you're like, where am I going with this? No, right? no, I'm going, wait a yeah, minute, I, what am I, Wood? No, I, I haven't made I, me an offer yet. They, <laughs> they, they probably will, but I've put out so many albums... That, like, for the first time, I'm not, for the first time I can remember, I'm not working on a new record, and it feels fucking great. <laughs> I was actually surprised to see you <laughs> were here in LA. Actually. No, I, I've always, because they just, like, it's stop with the fucking floodgates. Like, you, you can't just put out a record with no plan on what happens after it comes out. Right. You know, you well, have to have, like, a. A plan and shit. Well, this so. is this is uh, um, this is a god. This is a whole other discussion. Yeah, I, I mean, mean I, I may have you back next week because to me, because I used to it's yell so at you. It's so frustrating to yeah. put out new music when the, the avenues are not available to us. The stores aren't there. The, there's the, so, there's they won't so play it on the air. There's you know what no- I fucking hate? You know what I hate is when like okay, Blabbermouth will re- announce your new album, right? And then <laughs> you scroll, you read the whole, you read the whole article. And then they'll say, fan film footage of the whole concert is right here. And I go, you don't fucking hold your phone up in the air, right? And then announce the record, and here's here's the video for you to watch. Like, no, you you put the the video, like, that you made. You don't go, there it is. Yeah, yeah. It's like. No, well, I I got. Like, we used to, like, make videos and, you know, produce shit. And we live in a first draft world. Like, the first thing you write, post that. The first picture you take, post that. Just because I took it, put it up. That was heavy, man. I'm going to write that down. It's true, though. I got a new tattoo. That was really. We live in a first draft world. The first thing you do, put it out. Like, don't go over it. Don't make it better. Don't don't pick, like, the best picture out of 10. Put all fucking 10 up. You know, what the fuck? And in what you Skid ate for Row, lunch. In Skid Row, we would do photos all day, like like uh, nine Mark, hours. Mark Weiss like, twi- yeah, yeah, right? And we would go through hundreds, if if not thousands, of pictures and pick like two pictures. And that was tough. And, but, right, and Rudy? Go, Rudy, and go, oh, you're so fucking beautiful. Listen, you I look s- so amazing. I go, do you have any clue <laughs> what that picture is? It's like... There's nothing like going on Facebook and seeing a photo that somebody took of you that it, it, the whole world's going to look at it and you just want to kill yourself. Yeah, because nobody cares. <laughs> like, I took it, post it. 
<laughs> it's like, he, right. he, how about picking the good one and posting that? <laughs> like, well, I, well, 20 honestly, pictures. Wait, my, it's like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, but that's and then, what and I, then wait, I delete wait, them and fans get, get mad. Yeah. Fans get mad. Did I do something wrong? I go, no, I just look like complete shit. But here's the sad reality. The sad reality is that's how they see us. Uh, that's not the uh, way show business That's was. when I stopped trying to be pretty when I realized that the fan pictures is just this hideous creature. I said, it's oh, horrible. give it up. Just give it up and just open your mouth and hang just your tongue out because that's what they want. But it's funny, though. You try to explain it to me. Why did you delete my 400 pictures I posted? Because <laughs> they were terrible. You fucking, they're horrible. <laughs> Rudy. So what Uh, what do you got going on? Okay, we have a new band with Tracy Guns, and it's called Gunzo, and Keith St. John, a great singer. He uh, he was the uh, the last singer from from Montrose, and a young drummer, Shane Fitzgibbons, uh, 25 years old. That's the best name for a drummer I've ever heard. Shane Fitzgibbons, yeah. Shane Fitzgibbons on drums. That's right. And Yeah, and the band's called Gunzo, and we're playing everywhere. We're doing keggers and... And bar mitzvahs and and Irvine know, Meadows. And, uh, yeah, that's right. We're playing together along Irvine with the Meadows. keggers. Don't is forget it, that little <laughs> Irvine Meadows. Oh, wait, game. is it original material? Are you playing some of your well, stuff? Well, actually, that you're we're, known we're for? doing it all cool. We're kind of like taking the playbook from Led Zeppelin, and you know when they went out as the New Yardbirds. Yeah. Well, you know the. Uh, this is what happened. There was a bunch of, of L.A. Guns, Tracy Guns. Yeah, I know. Dates booked. And Tracy says, hey, why don't we put this band together and go on the road? And we're trying to, you know, we're bringing the awareness that we are actually Gonzo booked under L.A. Guns, Tracy Guns. And it's really cool because when we play Vamp in Vegas, Philip Lewis got up there and sang. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, with us. You know, so there's really, like, you know, they understand that we're not trying to say we are L.A. Guns because we are not L.A. Guns. Right. You know, we are a different band, you know. And what we do is we do the music of our, you know, catalog. Mm-hmm. And we do a bunch of, you know, L.A. Guns. But also we do, you know, uh, Dio and Ozzy and Quiet Riot. Oh, actually, not Quiet Riot. Well, actually, we did one song. We did a a Randy-era Quiet Riot song wow. only at the Whiskey because I had – the last time I played there was mm-hmm. with, with – with that version of the band 36 years ago. So when we played the whiskey last week, I say, you know, I say thank you, yeah. you know, to Kevin and, and, and Randy. We did Killer Girls, which was one of the songs from the old era Quiet Riot. Cool. You know? But we're not actually doing Quiet Riot songs. Because well, they're, singing you know, that, I, you've got. Yeah, that's hard to sing. His, yeah, that stuff. Well, is way up there. Yeah, actually, actually, way Because uh, I filled he, in. Yeah. You remember that show yeah, in I, Richmond? I know, I know. Kevin got arrested off yeah. the plane? Yeah. <laughs> I know. What did he get I, arrested for? Uh, actually, he got arrested because super, uh, allegedly. He threw somebody off the stage, and it landed on a girl, and it broke her leg. I wasn't a oh, member right. of the band, and there was time. some some court decision made, yeah. and he never settled it up. Yeah. Oh. So they asked. Yeah. So we were playing. I was doing the SMFs thing, and uh, so they, and they said, "Will you come up and sing?" So I sang "Metal Health," "Come On, Feel the yeah. Noise." Yeah. God, they are it's way up busters. Oh, yeah, really? yeah. They are fucking gut busters. Yeah. It's coming ridiculous. out of coming yeah. out of the uh, breakdown yeah. and bang your head. I gotta stand in my head to get that one. You gotta take your shit up after that. <laughs> yeah. And actually one time yeah. I didn't tell you this, but yeah. one time I was gonna get arrested in Atlanta. <laughs> Because Kevin Dubrow threw a girl on you. No, but I said I was Kevin Dubrow. <laughs> oh, nice. On stage. So the cops come in and they walk in the back room. They go, is Dee Snyder here? And I'm, I'm there as with the SMFs. And clearly they don't know what Dee Snyder looks like. So, or, and I said, uh, uh, no, he's not here. Who are you on? Kevin Dubrow. And they're like, 
Oh, all right. Well, we're looking for him. <laughs> so they're there at the gig, and I come out on stage. I tell them, oh my I God. say, do not announce these signers here. It's the SMFs. Oh, and I get on the mic, and the audience is there, and I go, I'm Kevin Dubro. And, and, and the <laughs> no crowd way. is going, and they're winking back. Everybody's wow. like, okay. I'm Kevin Dubro. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. So that's said, the best story. I was <laughs> and I didn't get arrested. That's good. Actually, was... we are doing some shows with Quiet Riot. Oh, on wow. this, Yeah, coming up in, in June. It's the Bang Your Head Tour, and it's Quiet Riot headlining. And Jack Russell's Great White. Oh, and Russell. and oh, then God, us. And, and Enough's Enough, which actually it's, it's the real band playing, you know. Enough's enough. Wow. No, no, I'm yeah. sorry. Yes, I've yeah. seen, uh, I just ran into Chips Enough recently mm. in Chicago. Yeah. He said hi. Yeah. He great says guy. hi to everybody. He's yeah. a funny dude. He's a yeah, funny, really he's a funny dude. Uh -huh. uh, he's a good dude too. And uh, mm -hmm. they're a great band. So uh, listen. Um, Can I, I say where I'm playing? I want to hear you okay. playing. And I want to get social media as well. Like what okay. you got going on. Go for the dates, but I'm playing Portland, Oregon, Seattle, Washington, Edmonton, Alberta, Calgary, Regina, Saskatoon, Brandon, Manitoba, Winnipeg, Spring Lake Park, Minnesota, Sioux City, Iowa, Des Moines, Iowa, Kansas City, Missouri, Joliet, Illinois, Sterling Heights, Michigan, Ken, Ohio, Fort Wayne, Indiana, Dayton, Ohio, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Tel Aviv, Israel, Barcelona, Spain, Madrid, Madrid Spain. That's it. This is the, the day <laughs> I, I'm playing with you. The day I hear that I'm doing a, a run like that is the day I kill myself again. But that—that's so the way done. it goes, though. Now, I, I mean, no, I, you're I, playing. You honestly, you work. Yeah, the I best do. gig I've ever done with uh, Dio, Tel Aviv. Fantastic. Really? Oh, I've yeah. never been there. Oh, you're going to love it. What? But you, you have to is go to Jerusalem. Is that a new metal market? New metal? Oh, you got to go to I've Jerusalem. I've never played there. Oh, man. Yeah. There, no, there's a yeah. metal scene in the Middle East. Yeah. There's a whole really? book. There's actually a book out called Heavy Metal Islam. Yeah. If, which just talks about the metal scene in the Middle East and that it's undermining all the differences. Really? It's a very cool book because, it, because they're very into heavy stuff, but it's just creating a communication. Between wow. these countries that have been warring for years and finding the commonality mm -hmm. of the people as opposed to what makes them different. Like metal and bringing them together. Yes, it's unifying them, but subversively. Uh -huh. And I, in the oh. book, I'm getting, in the book, I was, they walked, the guy, the writer walks in the room to this band, this huge band in like, one of the Middle Eastern countries, and my picture is his screensaver. No way. And he goes, D. Snyder, he goes, we all owe D. Snyder <laughs> for what, it was this whole censorship thing, like fighting oh, right, censorship. Right, right. Like they had this respect for, because like, they're censored. Yes. In the Middle East, not in Israel so much, but in a lot of these countries, the music is censored, you know? So what, what's, what's your social media information for the just people? Just my name, Sebastian Bach, and um, it's, it's like, it's, I just want one thing about Israel. We've all been touring all our lives. It's rare to go to a city that you've never, ever played before. Yeah. Right? And it's exciting. I'm going to Estonia. I played there. I haven't played Ta there. I've Talon. heard that's cool. Yeah, it was really cool. But I, we should mention that we're playing the show in Barcelona yes, together. This yes. is on the internet with Judas Priest. Y&T? Yeah. Yes. But I'm yeah, that's going to be fun. That's killer. Yeah. Judas Priest, Twisted Sister, and me. And this like, is that's a, perfect. And the Twisted, <laughs> Twisted Sister stuff is coming to, uh, uh, is coming to an end. Right. Uh, it really, truly is. And, and uh, AJ Perro, we love you, miss yeah. you. You're best to your family. You're the greatest drummer. And great guy. This is what I'm going to be talking. Something I'm going to talk about next week because I, I, I don't. I'm not opening this up now, but I, I've had some harsh things to say about AJ publicly. Uh, 
I love the guy. Like as as JJ. I don't. Frank. I don't think you're, what you're saying is harsh. I think Thank that you. you're a fitness freak, and you're trying to help people. Like that, my, I had a tip. drummer. I had a drummer who died of alcoholism, and his family lost their minds because I said that. And I go, well, wait a minute. If you're famous and some guy's a drunk and he reads this and then he stops drinking, what the fuck are we doing? Well, here? that was the point. I spoke like, out about we, like, AJ died of, of heart disease and he had never gotten checked and his family has a history. And I just, I just said this was, was irresponsible and he didn't have to die and I'm pissed off at him. What? I mean, As JJ said, he was the nice one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what, he said the nice one died and he didn't. He left only the four, the four of us. And uh, he was the, the one, and he was the greatest guy, a yeah. sweetheart of a guy. And and it's just, I just you get, you get, it's just part of grieving. Actually, you just you get you're, angry. You're, you're mad that he's not around yeah. anymore. I, you mean, get I, angry I remember for years I was mad at my dad for dying of leukemia, and I was with Jolyn Turner drinking a bunch of red wine. Shocker. And uh, uh, just... and he goes, "What the fuck are you mad at him for? Do you think he wanted to die?" The and Reverend reared his ugly head. No, he just head. was all. We were yeah. drinking wine, and yeah. he. I go, I was mad at him. He goes, he goes, do you think he wanted to die? And it was like a moment of clarity. Like, yeah. I, you can't be yeah, mad at somebody. It's part of the process. You know? I'll talk more about that. But I got a, a question for you. For you. Mm-hmm. All right. We're, we're, Twisted's doing its final dates this summer, and then we're going to uh, possibly a few shows next year, and that's going to be it. 40 and fuck it, we're calling it. That's 40 great. years that we, <laughs> since we, we 40 and fuck and it. And fuck it. But, um, <laughs> People say Mike Portnoy is, is replacing AJ, and they said, how'd that come to be? Why not Joe Franco? And basically, AJ picked Portnoy. Wow. And what happened was we had had discussions like, what if, because we play so infrequently, and the revenues, because this is just being honest, are so important to the guys, mm-hmm. uh, that what if something happens and one of us can't play, who, like... Should we cancel the show? Can we play so, or do we play the show, have a fill-in, and the guy still can get his share of the band share. So you pay the guy who filled in. And then this way, it's like I said, it's, it's, it's an income stream, you know? Mm-hmm. So everybody said, okay, cool. So everybody picked a replacement, except me. <laughs> I tried to pick a replacement, but the only person that I could think of that could, could be, not because I said, pick anybody. And they said, we can't think of anybody. And they said, well, and I said, what about Sebastian? <laughs> and I said, and they said, okay. And they said, Sebastian said, no fucking way. I, no, that's not true. No, I said. You'll I, do it? I would do, but hang on. JJ asked me this before. Yes. But, but I, I told him, I can't imagine Twisted Sister without Dee Snyder. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. Well, I mean, it's, it's, I can sing. I know. Well, look. I can this sing. Is, this is my request to you. I'm not planning on going anywhere. Yeah, don't if go anywhere. If something happens between now and the end 40, fuck it. Okay, and yeah, the, I'll do it. You, you, you only, yes. You're the only one for the job. Okay, cool. Even though right. I, I said, there's got to be some kid out there. Come on, man. They replaced Halford. Dude, you think a kid knows how to do 20 nights in a row? Like the, the, I don't do 20 last- nights in a row anymore. <laughs> Fly in first class, limo me to the stage, get back to the five-star hotel and go home. You know where I'm coming from? I've changed my attitude, and I'll tell you why. I just watched the Frank Sinatra uh, documentary on HBO. HBO. It's an incredible documentary about Frank. Oh, I heard about it. Yeah, hey, go, watch it tonight. You'll love it. And, and they asked him, you know, what do you do for a living? And Frank Sinatra described himself. He goes, "I'm a saloon singer." I go. I don't know why. I go because I'm, I'm a saloon singer. At the end of the day, what I've done in my life is I sing like in saloons. And I and I was sitting on the couch. I go. I'm never going to complain or whine again. If Frank Sinatra. 
can be a saloon. Can, can describe himself with pride at the end of his life. I'm a saloon singer. I'm a fucking saloon singer. I'm going to come to your saloon. I'm going to fucking sing. And tear it up. <laughs> yeah. Every fucking to, night. To each his own. I'll be on a beach in Belize. <laughs> You're a beach bum. I'm, I'm, I'm a saloon I'm, singer. I'm, tan. I'm working on it. I'm, I'm a saloon I'm never singer. going back. I'm never going back. <laughs> Sebastian, yeah. Rudy, thank you so much, guys, for, for being on the show right, and sharing thanks, your thanks, insights. Buddy. People, uh, every Wednesday, there'll be a new podcast, Snyder Comments. If you've got some snide comments of your own, <laughs> you can email them to snydercomments at gmail.com or tweet Snyder Comments. That's at Snyder Comments, right? You could tweet. And cool. you know what? Try and say something. Okay? I mean, you know. You it's know, my birthday. Can you wish me happy birthday? No. <laughs> yeah, try and, then my fucking Twitter is nothing but happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday. Don't say. Uh, let's see. What's this one? Um, what the fuck? It's boring. Uh, here's what it says. Uh, <laughs> D. Snyder should shut his mouth. I see he's burning up the charts nowadays. Oh yeah. What does what that even the... add to the argument? I see he's burning up the charts. <laughs> what does it have to do with my opinion? On, on Tommy Thayer. I wonder, if, I wonder if she checks the Twisted Sister catalog numbers every week because you, in fact, probably are burning up. The That's charts. Mike Simmons. He even assumed the genius. Mike name. Simmons. All right, Mike. Fuck I you, mean, Mike well, Simmons. Say Why don't you shut your fucking and, mouth? And, and I'll add you to the discussion next week, okay? Are we all right? We're wrapping up. It's great to see you. I'll see you next Wednesday right. on Snyder Comments. Yes. Steve Snyder. See you. <laughs>